Welcome to the Anti-Pendulum Podcast, the podcast where we will think, we'll laugh, we'll shoot the breeze. I'm your host, Tahir Kashif, and let's just get into it. You know, I thought people, by and large, were done talking about the Will Smith slap at the Oscars, but apparently not. So, I figured I'd just add this one last thing, and I promise you, I'm done with it. You know, after Will Smith hit Chris Rock at the Oscars, there came out this bizarre section, or bizarre my uh, by my standards, this bizarre group of people who defended Will Smith's actions, and I did not get it. It was like, well, a man should stand up for his wife's honor. Well. There came a story. I came across a story where a man did just that. Except it didn't go as planned. So, I'm referring to a story of 26-year-old Stephen Stewart. He was a Jamaican immigrant who was shot over an argument that a woman started with him. And according to eyewitnesses, he did not engage the woman in any way. She was upset at him over social distancing etiquette. She thought he was standing too close and, quote, looking at her face. The whole thing is very bizarre. Doesn't make any sense. But she sicked her boyfriend on him. The boyfriend caught up to Stephen two blocks away from the Dunkin' Donuts they were at and shot him. And unfortunately, you know, Stephen Stewart is not with us anymore. And by all accounts, he was an upstanding guy. He, he was originally from Jamaica. He helped his aunt with groceries and shopping. And he worked a job and sent money to his, his mother and sister in Jamaica, where he was originally from. But someone else doing what he thought was standing up for his girl's honor shot this guy. Shot him for no reason. So by default, because of her starting problems, she essentially threw two lives. She, yeah, she essentially two through... Uh, she threw two lives away. The innocent man and the life of her boyfriend because the boyfriend's going to spend a long time in jail when he's caught. And unfortunately, as I said before, uh, Stephen Stewart is not with us anymore. So my question to this subsection of people uh, who are defending, who are saying that uh, you should defend your girl's honor. I mean, how do you think that's going to go? I mean, like, here you see the aggressor having killed an innocent man. But let's let's examine how that goes. You know, your feelings, like, you're a woman. Your feelings get hurt. You ask your boyfriend to defend your honor. Or he goes and defends your honor because he thinks he has to. Well, the person who, who he's attacking then pulls out a gun. Shoots your boyfriend. Or your husband, or whatever. 
Now what? The thing is, my point is violence is not the answer. Asking him to defend your honor in a violent way is not the answer. You know? And I think I said this in my first podcast. You know, while your feelings are valid, they're not special. You you have the right to be upset over someone hurting your feelings, of course. But that doesn't give you the right to then commit assault. And you're not... The, the average man does not have the, the status and the power of Will Smith. And the streets are unpredictable. This can end in violence that, that tears your family or your relationship apart. That's my point. And I hope that someone who defends Will Smith and his actions at the Oscars, or who has this idea that a guy should defend his girl's honors by way of violence... I hope they come across this podcast and and I really would like to hear the response to it. So anyway, that's my take on the situation. I wanted to really refrain from talking about Will Smith and and, uh, the Oscars at this point. I don't see myself really delving too much more into it. I just want to move on from that. Because I'm already tired of hearing about it in the news. So, changing gears here, I have a new source of comedy in my life. And that is the subreddit r slash that happened. <laughs> it takes the most ridiculous lies from the internet. And, and puts them in front of all to make fun of. Like this one that I'm looking at right now is someone's claiming I just quit my job because I got 13 D1 offers have 6 NFL teams interested signed a 1 million dollar contract with Nike and gained 100,000 YouTube subs all because I doinked a 70 yarder off the crossbar no you didn't man (laughs) and there's a sarcastic caption at the top that says uh, and the crossbar applauded Here's another one. Uh, quote, I was just attacked by five to ten grown women in the alley at night, and I easily defended myself from all of them. There, wrong there, by the way, punches and kicks just felt soft. <laughs> and here's another ridiculous lie. It says, well, I can't speak for everyone in that sense. My father was an abuser and I got to laugh about it mainly because I got to grow up to be a powerful man that then beat him to the point where he spent 17 days in a coma and he was crippled for life. I then lived a wonderful life as he rotted in prison. I came to realize that no matter how bad it got, I was still one of the most fortunate people in the world. And then he woke up and realized that none of it was true. But... Hey, it's nice to see him posting his dreams on the internet. So, I didn't want to make this podcast too long, or this particular episode too long, because I have uh, some coursework to do. 
I just wanted to get something out. So if you recall my last podcast, I was going to answer 36 questions by feminists and I was going to answer them in good faith. But some of these questions aren't really asked in good faith now that I look at them. Some of these questions rely on anecdotal experiences and then conflates all men with those experiences. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll answer the more salient ones and leave the rest in the cutting room floor. So picking up with our questions, uh, she asks, why do you think we're obsessed with you when we hook up? So my answer to that is we don't. We're as happy to be as emotionally detached as the situation calls for. Okay, so this next one is kind of a, a juicy one. And I don't want people to think, before I answer, I don't want people to think that I'm like slut shaming. I don't want people to think that I'm like very like prudish. To each their own. So she asked, why can't I sleep with as many people as I want to without being judged? The thing is, you can, but here's the thing. I'm going to phrase this in a way that you might not hear too many other places. The thing is that men, we crave intimacy too. The thing is, we view intimacy from more of a physical lens. So keeping that in mind, when we encounter a promiscuous woman, it's hard to envision a scenario where, where we can be intimate with her. You know, minding the male view of intimacy here from the more physical and sexual lens. You know, if we as men are asked to take a woman seriously, if we're serious about her, then the intimacy has to be kept between, you know, you know, me and her. You know, this is why we don't look at OnlyFans girls or uh, or sex workers as like viable options for wives or girlfriends. There's a difference between a woman who's a hookup and a woman who's a wife or girlfriend material. Now, here's the thing. Guys will still sleep with a promiscuous woman, but it's a mistake to equate sex to him caring about you. Basically, girls who aren't sleeping around will get the relationship, but girls who are sleeping around get used for sex. Honestly, it may be harsh to say so, but, you know, what do you expect? And people are going to say that that's judgmental, that's, you know, kind of slut-shaming, and I'm... That's honestly not the intention. That's just the way it is. You know. And it's inevitable that you'll get judged for your actions anyway. Like no matter what field you're in. No matter what uh, walk of life you're in. You're going to get judged for your actions. And I think in some senses. That's good. It keeps people from crossing the line in theory. But basically, yeah, that's the answer. A good rule of thumb is, you know, promiscuous girls are going to get the sex. But girls who aren't are going to get the relationships. Here's the thing. 
freedom is one of my core values. So you're free to sleep around. But that A does not mean it's coming from a healthy place. And B, I wouldn't recommend it because let's say that you are a girl who sleeps around, right? Or you know a girl who sleeps around. Like you're having your fun and you're deriving pleasure from, you know, all the different guys that you're sleeping with. But then one day you come across a guy who just does it for you. You come across a guy who just does it for you on all levels. All right. And you, and you like this guy and you want to sell down with them. Say, you know, if you're a girl who sleeps around, that guy who you, you might want to sell down with is not going to view you as wife or girlfriend material. He's going to view you as a girl, you know, to be used for sex. And then he's going to keep it moving. See? And listen, that answer might upset some people, but that is the way it is. Okay, let's move on to that next question is... Yeah, a lot of these questions are uh, not really asked in good faith. Hmm. Um, the next one is, why do you think that just because you're nice to me, I owe you my body? The answer is, that's some r slash nice guy-ish right there. <laughs> the question after that is, why would you ever send an unsolicited dick pic? And that's that thing where that's the thing where I didn't want to answer all the questions because it it conflates personal experiences that these women may have had to all guys. See what I mean? Well, the answer to that one is I never have, but I know someone who did get an unsolicited dick pic. I'm not going to act as though all of us are on the same wavelength. I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm saying there might be some guys who view it as a seduction tactic. And if you're a guy listening to this, you know, the the only time to really send a dick pic is if she asks for it. That's my rule of thumb. Let's scroll down to the next question here. Okay. There's a question here that says, why is your first instinct to doubt women who have been sexually violated or raped? And the answer is, no, we don't doubt you by default. It's just that we need facts and evidence. That's fair. You know, we live... A false accusation can ruin a man's life. But all accusations do need to be thoroughly investigated so that we can get the facts and evidence to get to the truth of the matter. You know? next question is why isn't it okay why isn't it weird that a bunch of old white men are sitting in a room making legislation about what I can and can't do with my body here's my answer I do agree it is weird you know freedom is one of my core values so I agree with the idea that women should have reproductive autonomy next question here is how does it feel to get kicked in the balls <laughs> ever had a Hertz donut 
But okay. I know this episode seemed kind of rushed, and to be honest, I'm still new at this. And I'm looking for ways to be more consistent. A kind of better podcaster, so to speak. I mean, like, if you think this is rough, you should see my setup. Um, but anyway, until next time, all the best. Peace.